optimism, optimality, opta, it's the stand thing. Let's do that optimistic thing with stand. Okay. Everything seems to be working. Hi, Stan. Hey, Welcome. Marshall, how you doing? Oh. oh, man. Let's try it again. We messed up already. Yeah. Hi, Stan. Hey. Well <laughs> you start. <laughs> hey, Marshall, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> I like this one. We should just keep going with this one. Hi, Stan. Welcome back to Draftsman, the podcast, season two, episode zero. Oh, yeah. Episode zero. Yeah. What, why is this episode zero, Marshall? Well, I, think I was going to let you say why it's episode zero, Stan. Go. Okay. Uh, this is episode zero because we already recorded episodes one through eight-ish. Uh, we recorded those in January. And... Back then, we didn't know what was going to happen <laughs> eight weeks from then. Uh, and so we felt like if we just started releasing those episodes, uh, it would be very weird for people listening Yeah, that we're not addressing what's going on. Yeah, it would feel so, wrong. It would feel very wrong. Like, what the heck? What are they? Are they not in the loop of what's going on right now? <laughs> they, yeah. Where are they living? So, we decided to record an episode zero and stick it in. And this is From what... where we live. I mean, this yeah. is, this is a, the episode where we're actually in our spaces. I yeah. am so glad to be able to do this. Yeah, okay. you know, I could see your neighbor's uh, street and house number so people could find out where you live from. The, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you looked so concerned. You, you're you like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what goes on out there. Yeah. It's out we, of my control. Well, yeah, that's well, that. But, oh, I guess we could tell them what the... Uh, episodes we recorded already are going to be about. We did eight episodes on art school or no art school, and if art school, how to make the best of it, and if not art school, how to make the best of that. That was what most of the episodes were about, is that if you cannot yeah. afford to spend that much money, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my opinion maybe more than you want to hear, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be about that. Yeah, well, it's mostly about if you don't go to art school how to recreate the parts of art school that are beneficial, right? We did like four, five episodes on just that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, look forward to that. It's weird how timely it is. We recorded yeah. those when we had no idea what was going to happen. And yeah. now, everybody's trying to recreate art school at home. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> here you go, guys. Here we go. The Draftsman Show. Yeah. Not bad. That's really bad. But uh, it, the, the good thing is, for this podcast, we are in our homes of comfort. And when you're in your home of comfort, it's a different dynamic than when you're yeah. in a studio. Although I miss Charlie, I miss Sean, I miss John, I miss Katie, I miss Kat, I miss I miss your your bunch, John. I mean everybody, yeah. everybody is uh, is gone. I know. Doesn't it suck having to get your own 
water and your own tea. Yeah, these are our <laughs> harsh, harsh issues. I know, man. How are things there uh, going with you? I mean, you spent the day getting prepared for this, I assume. Yeah, I'm very dehydrated because I got no one to bring me my water. Oh, well, okay. Well, you're going to deal with this. And you're in yeah. Southern California. It's not a beautiful day today, although it is a beautiful day. It's always a beautiful it, day. It is a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's just the sun isn't shining, right? No, it's we got overcast, but that's okay. That's relatable. Yeah, I got this uh, curtain, this gray curtain covering my window. Mm. But I could tell from your window that it's beautiful outside. Oh yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Okay, <laughs> what do you want to talk about now that we're locked down uh, in our places? I'm in yeah. Orange County. You're in San Diego. I did a class in L.A. last night, but I did it here in the Laguna area. It was a, it's been doing, I've been doing constant classes online. Everything's switched to this. So, it's a whole different. So, when you say you did a class in L.A., but you were in Laguna. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Should I explain? Yeah, how sure. How the logic uh, of that works? Yeah. I, was everybody else in L.A.? People were in L.A. and other places, wherever they are around L.A., but we all got together. Concept Design Academy students mm -hmm. in the character and story development class. We had a great time. It was the finale of our eight weeks in the last two weeks we've done mm -hmm. uh, from our own computers. And actually, I really enjoy this. I like teaching online. It's nice to teach at home. And students, some students at least, have expressed that they like to learn at home. They like to have the teacher there and that we have like this community and you get the group screen where everybody's up there and if you don't want to have your camera on, you don't have to have your camera on, but if you got your camera on, it's like you got all your friends in your room and you don't have to practice personal hygiene. It's just great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I, I totally see that. Um, I guess it depends on what your home space is like. Oh, there's another you know? thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people like taking classes at home versus having to, you know, sit in traffic to try to get somewhere else in LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are drawbacks though, aren't there? Yes, there are. Yeah, what what so far has been the drawback? Actually, right now there hasn't been any There hasn't drawback. been, okay. <laughs> Not for me. There are for, <laughs> for let you, me okay. tell you the biggest drawback. The biggest drawback is a number of my peers at the colleges are having a rough time making the transition and it is technical. What happens when the microphone you uh, plug in doesn't work? What happens when your computer doesn't see it? I mean, there's all this complicated stuff of having to bring in a video camera or the camera on your computer. If you don't have a camera on your com computer because you got a desktop, how do you make the sound work? How do you make sure that you're not going to have feedback? All of those technical things when people are brand new to it. Yeah. And then the other side is just the way you've gotten used to your pedagogy, that you're used to teaching in a room, painting with oil. Now you've got to set up a camera, how awful the light is, how you are used to speaking to people in your presence. And now you have to speak into a microphone. And if you turn any other way, it won't pick it up. You know, all of those issues. It's, it's a different way. It's a technical challenge and it's a different way of teaching. Oh, yeah, I could see that, especially people who aren't naturally technical, who don't have experience with audio video already, yeah. having to troubleshoot while you're teaching class. That must be the most stressful thing. It's like you, you got, you know, your 40 students or whatever all waiting for you and you're like, oh, my camera is not working. That must be rough. 
Yeah, I, I know that it is rough. And I remember when I first did it in 2010, that I, fortunately, I had a wonderful group of people uh, mm -hmm. supporting, uh, which included Dorian, in fact. Uh, he was technical support for all of us. And we got online on that summer yeah. of 2010 and managed to make it work, but it was fraught with technical trouble. One good thing about doing online now, as opposed to 10 years ago, is that at least the software works. It didn't work yeah. back then. It was so buggy that it was constantly creating trouble. Now we have classes without a technical glitch or really minor technical glitches like, oh, my microphone isn't on. Yeah. And hardware is better. Um, you know, resolution is better with videos. People's internet is faster so they could stream without issues. I mean, not everywhere. Like my area where my, my house is, it's still pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Now, tell me how it's affected you and Proco. I'm interested in that. Yeah. So, we started preparing to work from home two and a half weeks ago, actually. And when this um, pod, when this episode airs, it'll be three and a half weeks ago. Um, so, we started actually pretty early before California had their mandatory stay at home um, because one of uh, my assistant, Katie, she heard from someone who works at the base that it's probably going to happen. Uh, that they're going to have a mandatory stay at home at the end, by the end of the week. And we're like, all right, well, we got to start prepping. If this happens, we need to be able to work from home. We prepped for about two days. Everybody, we have a bunch of these lacy drives. Oh, it's plugged into my computer now, but it, it's these like big orange hard drives that um, they're pretty sturdy. and Yeah. Everybody has the projects that they're editing, that they're working on. And so, we just started transferring files that everybody needs for their projects onto these hard drives. Um, and people that don't have good computers at home, they just took their computers home. <laughs> like, they took their Proco computers out of the office and into their house so that they could edit on fast computers. Wow. Um, we're all set up and the good thing is we, we already have a server in our studio that everybody can access uh, offline so that if you do have to download some files, everybody has access to our entire server. So, production continues. Yes, production continues. Uh, some things are more difficult and mostly for me. Uh, editing, things that you could do on the computer, things that you could do on your browser, that's easy stuff. I mean, everybody can access the browser. But for me, I have my recording studios all at the office in my studio, right? Like, I have to finish the foot anatomy episode soon. Mm -hmm. It's it's overdue already. Um, but in order to do that, I have to go to the studio and, and record my drawings, my demos for it. Yeah. And like, that's difficult because, you know, I got to go to the studio. You can't, um, you can't go to the studio on your own and not be interacting with other people there? I could. My studio is pretty isolated from the rest of the building. Like, I even have my own heater AC vents. It's completely separated from everybody else. Um, I have my own water in my studio. Mm -hmm. I still have to share a bathroom with everybody else, but I could just wash my hands right away. Um, but it's just, I, I want to limit how much I go to the studio. Yeah. I've been going maybe once a week. I think last week I didn't go at all. Or maybe I did on Monday, but yeah, I, I at, at most I've been going once a week 
So we're doing the socially responsible thing by staying home, right? I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing about this. <laughs> and the, the only project that right now seems like it's going to be delayed because of this is the anatomy foot episode because yeah. okay. that's the one where I have to go in and record and I'd have to, if I wanted to get it out within the next week or so, I'd have to go in for like five days straight and record a bunch of stuff. And that's the last episode of the anatomy course, right? It's the last body part. But there's several okay. videos that are going to be out for that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, production continues. Anatomy class continues but is going slowly. We are being socially responsible by staying home. Yeah. I've been spending a lot more time with my son. Yeah. That's nice. Cooper must you know? love the fact that we're all locked down. Dad is here and tangible. Yeah, Cooper likes it a lot. Um, he runs in here every once in a while. He wants to see what I'm doing. He likes to hit my keyboard, mess things up. Because uh, he sees me typing and then he comes in and just starts like smashing his hand on the keyboard. Do you have rules? Uh, well... Yeah, but I mean, he, like, is, I mean, uh, do you have rules for <laughs> for how often he can come in and see you? Is he is he is it no. off limits when you're work? Really, he's pretty much has access to you when he's home. Yeah, but I mean, my my wife is controlling oh, okay. That's him. Right. Like, she she knows I'm. Ray, Brad, Ray Bradbury talked about having daughters and uh, that he tried working at home and it just wasn't working. It wasn't working because he loved them too much and oh, yeah. he couldn't say no to them. So it's like you're never going to get any writing done. I don't know. I haven't had that problem. Like, I definitely, I like hearing his voice in the background. I can hear him playing. Yeah. It's like, I feel like he's here. Yeah. It's nice to just hear him. He doesn't have to be in the room hitting my keyboard. Right. In fact, right. I, I think I like it better just to hear his voice. Yeah. And not having him here hitting my keyboard. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, it's great. But I also like going downstairs and, you know, eating lunch at home. Yeah. Your family was not like that growing up? What do you mean? Parents at home? No. No, my parents always went to work. I My grandparents lived with us and uh, they always stayed home with us. Yeah. Okay. Both sets of grandparents. In fact, we were all neighbors. My cousin lived just a, f a few feet away from me, like across the street. Um, and I was, we were always running back and forth between the two houses. This, this was in Chicago? Yeah. My, my dad's parents lived across the street and my mom's parents lived with us. It was great. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the things I wanted to mention is like working from home is no different to me from like working or doing my homework at home when I was in middle school and high school. It's it's like the same thing, right? You're as long as you have your own room and you know how to isolate yourself and get productive, there's no difference between it. Yeah, this this has got some of that when you were scolded as a child and you were told, go to your room as if it were a punishment. And it's like, I like going to my room. That's if you granted that you had a room and that it yeah. was your domain. You got to organize what you had in there. It was a great punishment. I guess so. I guess it depends. But yeah, my I was lucky enough that in my childhood, my parents, uh, for some reason, it was important for them for everybody to have their own room. When we moved to the United States... Well, when we moved, we, we were living in a little apartment for a year. Um, but then my parents got a townhome with three bedrooms. My parents, my brother and me, we all had our own rooms. And then my grandparents moved, or migrated from the Ukraine and moved in with us. And 
right away, they split the master bedroom into two rooms and then I moved into that little, you know, separate area in the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. But it was an actual wall. It was a, you know, a drywall that they put up with a real door. Um, it wasn't like a curtain wall. And I got my own room separate from my grandparents. I don't know why they, they it was so important to them, but they, they obviously saw that it was a good thing for a child to have his own space, to work on projects, to to practice that. And I'm actually now thinking about it, I'm actually really grateful for that because yeah. I learned those habits um, to, to work on my projects at, in my room, to focus, um, to be able to just like sit down and do my own thing for six hours straight. Yeah. And not have to rely on other people to entertain me. It was such a great habit that my parents developed for me early on. Yeah, that's a gift. I think it's really important. Yeah. Not a not every parent can do that. Yeah, yeah, of course. For the people who are attending to this who wish they had their own room. <sighs> I feel so bad. I don't know what it's like. Do you do you know what it's like when you were growing up? Did you always have your own room, your own place to to isolate yourself? No, when I was very young, I did share a room. There were four boys in our family, and so we did Mm -hmm. uh, share a room. And I remember sharing a room. And as often happens with boys, there was a lot of uh, uh, rigmarole and uh, arguing and fighting and that kind of thing. But that was gone. By the time I was six years old, my dad had built, he'd spent a few years building a house where we we had our own rooms. And, uh, but I do remember that when I was very young, in the first house I lived in for the first six years, my dad built all those houses in that neighborhood. That was the Cinderella oh. Homes neighborhood. And he, Cinderella Homes? What yeah, he, Cinderella Homes. There's, it just came out uh, a book about it. And Is that like a, the neighborhood is called Cinderella Homes? Or? Yes, the, the homes were called Cinderella Homes, right. My mom looked at the design that he was doing and said it looks like a home for Cinderella. And so okay. that's the mythology of how the name came about. This was after the... It was after Disney, or right about the time Disneyland started, and of course it was in Orange County near Disneyland, and we lived in one house, and my dad had another house devoted to his office with his brother, and it was a short walk, so he used to come home for lunch, and uh, I remember sometimes he would come home when I was in trouble, you know, that my mom would let me know, dad's going to be home soon, and you're in trouble. but the closeness of the father figure was just part of it. And by the time we moved to that new house, uh, he had his office in there. So I had it established in my perception of grown-up life early on that if you are at work, you are at home in your office. And I liked that. Mm. And yeah. I always wanted that over going out to another place when possible. I worked from home all my whole life all the way up until three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. which is right about the time my wife and I started uh, reproducing. You know, planning to have reproducing, yes. <laughs> the process, we started the process of reproducing. Um, so she, you know, we were like, well, it's going to happen within the next year. <laughs> so let's start moving out the Proco team from our bedrooms mm-hmm. and uh, into our own office because we don't want, you know, Melissa pregnant in the house having to worry about, you know, being comfortable. 
I yeah. think I've told the story. But you had already, that time. But... You had that time where it was in your house, and you did that thing where didn't yeah. you do something where you had you chased Eva with a camera or something, and you did some stop motion stuff with Skelly oh, yeah, in your right. living room and in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? while you were there, you did production in your backyard. You did production in your yeah. And, yeah, that, that was an exciting time. That reminded me very much of the house that I was raised in. Yeah, you came to record the perspective course in my house in That's this right. room in, the, in that right room. Now. Wow. Yeah, the white backdrop was <laughs> that wall. No, wait. No, the backdrop was this wall that I'm facing. Okay. And we were standing here. Stan, yes. as meaningful as this is to you, you must <laughs> understand matter. that the geography in which you exist is not relevant to the viewers. All they care about is that they've got a rectangular frame and your face Dang sits it, over shoulder. in this corner and they can zoom in and look at your neighbors yeah. and see what's going okay. on. Oh, no, they can't okay. with you. Okay, uh, I feel stupid. No, well, you're, you're you. not. You're smart. But, <laughs> but I feel stupid. You're smart enough to where you can feel stupid and it's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Okay. This working at home thing, this working at yeah. home thing, uh, I've got a number of, my, my mind's flitting around with it. One is how many freelancers, how many artists who are freelancers made their living from home? We almost yeah. all did. Uh, very few people had studio jobs when we were starting out. And to this day, now that we got the internet, we didn't have fax machines when we started out. So you had to drive and deliver line drawings and that kind of thing. Fax machines changed it. And then the internet changed it. And now I think that we are on the beginning of a really big cultural shift. I think that this is the impetus for it. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to do anything like how to do a class from home? I might, um, but I don't, I don't know because I've never even really done a class from home. I don't know if I'm the right one to teach it. Yeah. I can definitely give advice about stuff, but I don't know if I'd be able to do... Yeah. the best course for it because i yeah i don't teach live stream type stuff from home right but i mean i am talking to artists including you who do teach from home in order to start integrating those features into proco 2.0 mm -hmm. which is coming out mm -hmm. very soon the beta version is coming out very soon so okay i am making that more of a priority so yeah. we'll see we'll see but, but the no. idea with Proco 2.0 is that somebody could say, hey, I live stream, I teach classes, I've got a multi-camera setup, I've done it with a really simple setup too, and I am competent at this. Yeah. I'd like to present this on Proco 2.0 because I'm going to be the best, most efficient teacher for it. That's the kind of person who would partner with you? Yeah, sure. It would, okay. Proco 2.0 would be a platform where you can run your online classes Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teachers right now that are getting laid off or, you know, school's probably going to go out of business depending on how long this stuff lasts. Ooh. And teachers are going to want to transition to teaching online. Yep. And I, I want Proco 2.0 to be one of the platforms that offers teachers a place to teach. Yeah. Yeah, so back to the paradigm shift thing that you were talking about. Yeah, this I think is the beginning of what is going to change a lot of things. I am really optimistic about it. I'm feeling, uh, going back to online teaching, I fell in love with online teaching by 2011 and wanted to make my living that way for the rest of my life. And it didn't work out. And I've been out five days a week at five different, uh, four different schools. And now all of a sudden, everything from right here in the home. A lot of people are talking about how they're 
you know, the getting cabin fever or, or, you know, something like that, or, um, they're getting fat, like staying at home and eating all day. Hmm. Um, has your, have your habits changed at all? No. During this time, your, your routines haven't changed. you you pretty much do the same thing. My routine has changed in one way. I usually go out shopping at one place or another for food or items or whatever, and I try to disperse it so that I'm out five or six days a week. So as soon as I get cabin fever, I've got I get to go out, and I try to take my time and wander around and and uh, I walk wait. a lot of times. Yeah, uh, wait, you you go shopping often, more often now. I, I don't go shopping now. That's the big oh, difference. Oh, is that I am oh, used I to doing that. My out. Oh, okay. Other than class, which is always out time. Uh, when I'm, if I get a week where it's just me, I go out for walks and actually go to the store. So that's changed, but I'm still managing to go out for walks and keeping, you know, 20 feet away from everybody. It's yeah, not that hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I guess where we live, it's easy to go out for walks. We, you know, we live in residential areas. Everything's far apart. Really aware of touching the don't walk sign though. Touching <laughs> yeah, the button. Although, really aware of anything although. like that. Yeah, but you know, some people live in buildings where they have to take the elevators or yeah. open a bunch of doors before they get out. And those are shared between people. Well, Stan, I don't know about this episode of, of advertising our cushy lives. <laughs> Living in suburbs. Yeah. You lived in a city. You live in a suburb now. I lived in a city? Which Didn't one? Didn't you in Chicago? No, I lived in the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've never lived in the city. So, it was the Ferris Bueller lifestyle. In Ukraine, they don't really have homes. They have like large apartment buildings mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, but I was six when that ended. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess I just wanted to say how for me, going out, going for a walk every morning is keeping me sane, I think. Yeah. Continuing to get out of the house, going on a walk. Um, my walks are a little longer now than uh, before. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yesterday, I, I went out and I lied on the grass and I did the Wim Hof method. Have you ever heard of that? No, what is it? Wim Hof is the, um, he's the guy that climbed, I don't know if it was all the way to the peak of Everest or like a certain point of Everest um, in his shorts and just in like swimming trunks. Um, he climbed Mount Everest in shorts? Yeah. I, I don't think it was all the way to the peak. I, so, but he, or, he did mountain climbing at a place like Mount well, Everest. Yeah. Well, he did Kilimanjaro for sure all the way to the top wow. in his shorts. Um, no, sho no shoes either. It's barefoot. It's It sounds like a challenge that I want to prove that I can do this barefoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, but he, how, does this relate, how does this relate to what you did in your front yard here outside? <laughs> Yeah, so I climbed Mount Everest in my. <laughs> um, I, I always knew you. No, could. no, no. His techniques have been start. They're starting to prove medically, I guess, that some of what he does is actually very beneficial to boosting your immune system, to curing diseases. Tell me more. Is it the, the being the tolerating cold? It's two. It's two things. I won't go too deep into it because there's much more intelligent people talking about it that can explain it better but i'm interested it's cold therapy and breathing techniques and oh and the third one is there's like um exercises and stretching that he does as well but the the, the two big ones that i think most people do when they follow the wim hof method are like taking cold showers 
um, and a breathing technique where you you over oxygenate your body for like 15 minutes. You, breathe, you do these breathing techniques to just get a bunch of oxygen into your blood um, and it's supposed to like wake up your your immune system. I don't know what it is. I like that though. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I feel like ha- having hit on some of that uh, without knowing there were times when it was cold outside. It was so cold that it would be crazy to try to walk to the gym in mm-hmm. shorts and a t-shirt. But I decided, okay, I won't walk to the gym. I'll run to the gym if I get cold. And mm-hmm. I, I would do that and people would say, wow, you know, I can't believe it. You're wearing shorts and a t-shirt in this kind of weather. But the thing is, if I had been wearing something that was covering me, I would have felt colder. There was something about you just embrace the cold and then go that made me Mm -hmm. feel invigorated, really alive. It was very exciting. And I I haven't done it as a matter of course. It just happened because it was convenient to not bring an extra set of clothes to the gym. Yeah. That's great to know. Okay. So cold therapy, breathing techniques, and what was the other thing? There's like exercises and stretches that he does. Stretches in there. um, That I haven't gotten too deep into yeah, yeah, that's the third part of it. But it just felt really good. I was outside, lying on the grass, doing the breathing technique. I felt, I just felt really good afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Invigorated. Alive. Yeah. Win Hoff. Wim. Oh, Wim, Wim Hoff. Hoff. And that's a person. It's a person. He's okay. a he's a guy. He's known as the Iceman or something like that. He's everywhere now online. People just do a quick search for him and they'll get much more information than I can provide here. Well, you've introduced it to it. Yeah. There's a good documentary that Vice did on him. This relates to the issue of what people do when they've got cabin fever. Well, kind of. For me, I I just remember feeling really good. I'm also planning on uh, getting a mountain bike because I I just figured out that uh, where I live, there's some really good mountain bike trails or also hiking trails, but specifically for uh, biking, there's some really good trails. yeah, and so I want to take advantage of it. If I'm in the area all day long. <laughs> Should we show you that on Google Maps? Where your house is, what the address is, where oh, yeah. the hiking trails are, yeah, which ones you have course. explored and which ones you have neglected. But yes, we should. I'll, I'll put my GPS coordinates. Hey, one of the things that was exciting when we first started doing online classes is that Google had a map of the earth and we each uh-huh. put where we were on that map of the earth. And there were times when we had the, the time to do it where we would show uh, what it looked like in our neighborhoods, show uh, a map of what it looked like where we were. It was really exciting to be in someone's neighborhood at another part of the world. Interesting. There is a way in which online classes, you feel closer to your people because you are doing class from each other's spaces. Are you going to share your coordinates? I don't, where are you going with this? Oh, no, no. I'm not going to share my coordinates. <laughs> okay. Actually, I, Cody, Cody looked me up and saw that there was – I saw where my house was on, uh, on uh, Google Maps. And uh, I still look at the I, – I looked at where my brother's house is, which I go to his a lot, and my car – for a couple of years on Google Maps, my car was in front of my brother's house. Yeah. Uh, I used to imagine when I was a kid how great it would be to have a little airplane 
that I could just cruise around and look down over all of Southern California, and now I have that. Have you been doing with the uh, social distancing? H have you had any social interactions with people? No. Two weeks ago tomorrow, I went to my brother's. That's the last time I've been there. I'm usually there three or four times a week. Wow. So, since then? No. Nobody, I have not, not even your neighbors? No. I see them outdoors, wow. but no. And, and uh, you know, when I used to work in my studio in an apartment, I, I'm confessing this publicly. I used to not get the mail until about one in the morning because I knew that if I went out of my apartment to where the mailboxes were, I'd see someone. Wow. And it was just... <laughs> what the heck? My mind was so occupied with what I did, I did not want to have any conversations of chit-chat. My son told me, you're like Larry David. Uh, and I could, I could see, yeah, I... I do have this are we gonna have a stop and chat or are we gonna not have a stop and chat and my mind is on what I'm working on and working at home and other people are not yeah. at work uh, I maintain social distancing in fact one of my students who took my class at Fullerton Community College lived in that apartment complex and I had gotten my hair cut from long hair to short hair she, she only had seen me when I'd had long hair. And then she was in my class with short hair. And it took her halfway through the term before she recognized, you're the guy who lives in my apartment complex. And I said, you, you didn't know? He said, no, that guy that walks around the apartment complex to me looks like a snail. He, it just, he moves like a snail. He's got all his energy enclosed and just kind of keeps to himself. And then when I'm in the classroom, I'm a, a completely different personality. That's where I recognized that I had a character counterpoint from a person who didn't know me but saw two completely opposite Interesting. sides of it. But, huh. but yeah, I was, I wasn't, I've never been sociable with my neighbors particularly. I don't know most of my neighbors. All of the social life has happened in, in classes at school. That's weird. I don't know that side of Marshall. Hmm. Every time, I mean... Anytime you're at the Perico studio or at Comic-Con or, you know, any, I, I, I guess I see the social Marshall. Yeah. How but, are you, what are your yeah. extremes for your, your personality for uh, extrovert, introvert or uh, energy out, energy mm. held in? You seem like you've got it. I do have extremes. You've got your lair, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm the same way as you. I, when I'm out with people, I like to... My energy goes up and I'm like loud and obnoxious and making jokes. And then when I'm working, I'm just like, get out of my room. Like, stop bothering me. I'm focused. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. And I could sit in my room all day and not eat and not go to the bathroom, not have any water. <laughs> I just forget that the world exists. Yeah. But I did enjoy the uh, a few days ago, my, I, we live in a cul-de-sac. And my neighbor organized a social distancing block party. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Have you seen those? No, there are pictures tell me online about of those. Social distancing block everybody, party. Everybody brings their own, you know, their own drink. Mm -hmm. You know, you just bring your own drink outside and everybody stands around in a circle state you, you stay six feet apart and you just talk mm -hmm. outside. 
So, but everybody's six feet away from each other or more. Six feet away. Yeah. Nobody's like standing up and talking face to face. Everyone's in a circle. Huh. Uh, talking. Yeah. It sounds a we little. Had, we had chairs as well. So a little we strange. Just, you have to shout out yeah. at your friends. Not really. It's not loud here. Yeah. If you were to get a little closer together, but have a fire pit in the middle, wouldn't that? Be we safe? did have a fire pit. Yeah. I brought out my fire because I have a fire pit that we can move around. It's a big metal box, oh, great. and we put a fire pit. But the thing is, like everybody's so far away still because when you have a circle where everyone's six feet apart, yeah. the fire pit is kind of far in the middle. Um, but yeah, you know. But granted, we get through all this. And granted that health returns in normal or even abundant amounts, everybody is going to be so cozy and snuggly afterward mm -hmm. yeah. to make up for it. Or they will have gotten in the habit of keeping distance. Handshaking. Yeah. Handshaking is a thing of the past now, you think? What, what yeah. Do you think? Fist yeah. bumps, maybe. Fist bumps, yeah. Fist bumps. Yeah, fist bumps are a thing. Elbow, elbow bumps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cultural norms evolve for reasons and we're kind of in a readjustment. It's kind of interesting though that like uh, staying in and having to adjust to this kind of thing makes people be creative in, because you, I think you've taught you taught me this where when you when you're giving limitations you're you you come up with ideas that are really good that you never would have come up with without the limitations yeah um and this applies to any kind of art form even you know social you know social behavior is can be considered an art form right um and so this you know social distancing block party that's a creative thing that came out of a limitation and there's so much there. I feel like I met neighbors who live across from me that I've never seen before. And I've lived here for six years. I don't know how I've never seen them. Um, but because of the social distancing block party, now I know my neighbors and I learned a lot of cool things from them that might now change what I do in my life. Like, yeah. The whole wanting to get a mountain bike and go onto these trails is because one of my neighbors does it. And I found out from him that there's these really amazing trails that he says it feels like you're in Switzerland when you go down into these trails because it's so lush and green and it's just beautifully trimmed and like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so, it, I, it's interesting, you, you know, this is a crappy time but I feel like if you could be creative about it you could get some positive out of it yeah it's... i've thought that quite a few times it, it all of a sudden you're put into a position where you can't do mm -hmm. what you used to do and all things considered if, if we had our electricity taken away uh, that would be a whole different set of challenges you yeah, suddenly that... become bonded with your neighbors for survival and this is sort of the opposite where your neighbors may not come into it because your community is happening through electricity. But, yeah. you, you know, it, uh, when I was going out shopping right after they said lock down, only go out for what you need, I drove around to see how many places were closed. But Home Depot had a parking lot that was quite full. 
I saw that yeah. a couple times. And I think it's because people are suddenly working on the house, working on their yep. spaces. Yeah. I have not been to Home Depot, but my, part of my goal has been to repurpose everything. I've got cameras, I've got microphones, I've got preamps, I've got laptops, I've got five active laptops, I've got garage <laughs> lamps really? and lights and, and you know saws and, and lumber and just been trying to say, with the stuff that I've already got, how can I best maximize for what I think is not going to be just a few yeah. week thing or even a summer thing? I think this is the next stage of life for me. Is I haven't taught online for so long, and it seems like, well, wait, well, right now, too busy with classes, too busy with school, always at school, mm. don't ever have time to do this. All of a sudden, nope, you're going to pay attention to this. Okay. Yeah. It, it is. It's been creative. It's, it's been technical and creative. Yeah, I've, I've been working on the house a little bit, trying to set up my... I, I ordered a ring, a ring set, security set, a doorbell, and a floodlight, so three different ring parts. You know what ring is? No, what is it? <laughs> it it's like a... Uh, security system. Oh, okay. Slash, you know, you control it with your smartphone. Yeah. Um, so it's like a your doorbell in front of your house, but it's got a camera on it. So you, when someone rings your bell, you get a little video feed on your phone. You can see exactly who it is. Wow. Um, also, floodlights in the front of the house have a camera on them, so you're all it's always being monitored. And then the security system, which you know, you just like put the password in when you get into the house. All part of the same app that you control through your phone. I bought that two years ago <laughs> on a Black Friday sale uh -huh. and it's still just in my garage. I've, I, I just haven't found the time or the priority. I haven't made a, a priority to put it in but now as I'm home, it's like, all right, let's do this. So, it, I've been setting that up. Yeah. yeah. Working on the house. Well, a lot of people have said that. Students have said that yeah. uh, online is that all of a sudden I've got extra time or I don't have my hour commute back uh, or, or more oh, commute yeah. back and forth. And so now I'm looking at uh, finally opening up these art books, finally doing more drawing, uh, finally doing more stuff that I wanted to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, commute times for sure could free up at least an hour of people's time every day. That's interesting. And to think no smog in Southern California for the first time in my lifetime. We try to limit our restaurant out, like uh, ordering out to two times per week right now. Mm -hmm. We're trying to cook at home as much as possible. But mm -hmm. when we go to the restaurants to pick up, there's always people in front of us getting food as well. Yeah. Are you all stocked up on your yogurt? Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> you, I do. I've you got, got your... I, I buy you yogurt get... in packs of 18. So, yeah, freeze, <laughs> freeze them. I used to freeze them because that way I would take them out and they'd be with me later in the day and they'd be thawed out by the time I got to oh, be hungry. Wow. Now there's no reason to freeze them anymore. <laughs> all right, cool. So, you're all ready. Yeah, I'm covered for food anyway for the, for the, the meantime. Perfect. I don't want okay. to say that. I want to say that confidently. Who knows? Do you think we should provide any kind of advice to people who might be struggling to work from home? Yeah, the, I think what we've done so far on this has been a little bit of like a person speaking to art students and saying, yeah, I never had any trouble with drawing or painting. I picked them up easily. You know, my life, <laughs> yeah, my exactly. life. We yeah, exactly. We've been doing this our whole lives. Yeah, we did not struggle with the, with the work from home thing. And uh, I've been talking with colleagues about it lately. One of yeah. them told me how much he didn't like it a few years ago 
Uh, okay. But he works for the movie industry doing concept artist, uh, concept art for film. And they, they made him come into work. Uh, he had to commute because they had to be there with the production designer and the people that were working with. But he started to, because raising a family, started to want to be home more now. And when he f first got that, it was rough. And he told me about it. He told me why it was rough. It was just too easy to get distracted. There mm. were too many other things you could do. And I think that's the most common one is that your structure is taken away from you. It's a new set of rules. It's a playground where how do you really play on this playground? And you know, a lot of what we talked about in last season's podcast was about this. Uh, scheduling, yeah, how to work, maximizing time. Yeah, having your a workspace that you're comfortable and productive in. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we talked about is very, very related to this. My friend told me that it took. It, uh, he talked with somebody else about it, and he reported that the sort of an agreement that there's about a two to two and a half year period before you really find your way with it. Of course, mm. that could be way shorter. Yeah. If you've got yeah. someone advising you and someone you're accountable to. But I, it's, it's hard for me not to go back to the enthusiasm for it. I mean, maybe that might be the best thing about it. The biggest, the biggest problem when we, when we did that episode on your family and whether you got a supportive family or not, that's no. what most people mm. are dealing with. It's like, okay, I oh, might yeah. have a little nook, but I've got people around me and those people may be supportive or they may just tolerate you. That's the best you can hope for or they may actually sabotage. So, the people you're around is a huge yeah, issue and that I might don't know be a any tough, solution for that. Tough barrier for some people. Yeah, if you're living or you're sharing a space with people who make it hard for you to focus and work from home, I don't know. Somehow find a lair. Find, find a way a lair. you can be a way, use headsets, whatever it is, but it's a matter of connecting with all of your real people. Uh, the people of choice outside of your immediate uh, yeah. environment. Do whatever you can to stay sane and get through it so that when it's done, you're not going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just remind yourself group hugs will happen later. Yeah. That's just have to wait for that. Uh, well, there is, yeah, the, the, the people you're around is a big deal. The schedule and having a new structure. But I guess the point I was going to make is that when you have a few people, this can be the way it's going to work out ideally. You've got a few people in your life whom you like to be with, whom you're safe with, and who you have shared goals or complementary goals. And you work in the same space. And that was why I got used to it quickly. We had deadlines. We got jobs. We worked in that studio together. It was at the house I lived in. And there was no inclination to waste time. There was awareness that they want this. The client wants this and we're doing it and we'll make money. And so energy, energy, energy up there. How can we do it this amount of time? How can we make the quality good? It was so socially bonding. It was really private. It was, uh, again, I'm just going right back to what we went, uh, talked about before, all of the uh, positive sides of this. Um, I don't know that we're any help for this, Stan. Well, I, I think even if you're in a, a, a situation where you're living with people who are not, you're not 
happy living with. Um, staying, trying to stay positive is, is I think, good advice because you, you could, um, you could think about how actually you are lucky that you're not living with someone who is sick. Yeah. Right? Who, yeah. who you have to care for because they have it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like there, there's a really good episode on, uh, what podcast was it? I listened to it yesterday. Take your time. Uh, the podcast called The Daily. It's uh, it was, um, a special episode. Yeah. Really? But so, it's when you're, when you're living with someone who's ill. One of the reporters, her husband got it and she, she's, he got it like very early on when it wasn't like a huge thing yet. And she talks about how when she hears people talking about how they're getting cabin fever and like how hard it is, she's like, oh, really? <laughs> like... Uh, you you must you know you really think it's hard for you right now when she's living in the same house with someone who has it and how difficult imagine how difficult that is how yeah. scared you are and she has a daughter and they're trying to protect each other while caring for yeah their dad and their their father and he's got asthma or some severe oh. asthma so he's you know yeah and so like just if you're in that situation tough time um just remember, there's people who are who have it much worse than you, um, and just feel lucky. Try to try to find the the silver lining in this um, somehow. Cabin fever is one of the least uh, of the issues. Hey, there is there is something that can happen when when your video monitor is filled with. If you watch movies that take place outdoors, uh, <laughs> where you're you get the sensation that you are out and doing something. It's sort of like artificial sunlight at least gives you some of the benefit. Uh, but I remember yeah. when it was rainy weather and kind of dismal outside and I remember watching a movie that took place in central uh, California with a lot a wash in sunlight. I remember after two hours of sitting through that, I felt as if I'd been there. Took care of the cabin fever. Really? For the time being, also cabin fever's temporary, right? It goes through waves. I gotta get out. I gotta get out. Well, for me, fresh air, breathing in fresh air, mm-hmm. is a big part of it. You know, like when you're when I'm at home too much, I, I just I want to get out and, and breathe. Mm-hmm. It gets a little stuffy. Maybe it's my allergies. Yeah, fresh air. <laughs> so just looking at a screen of of a beautiful mountain, I don't know if it's it'll not going to do, do it. it for me. Also, no. <laughs> you know, there's another thing is that we're doing this from where we live. What about people in the Midwest? What about people in Canada? What about people in Iceland? What about people who live all around the world where they're holed up in a place and really do deal with a month of you can't go out because of the blizzard? Uh, Oh, yeah. So, I guess they're They're the other veterans that know how to do this. (laughs) Well, we can move where the rent is cheaper because the weather is bad and we say we got used to it during the Oh, yeah, later when it's done. You, you know move. how many times that zombie apocalypse thing from Shaun of the Dead of when this whole thing blows over? The, I bet the YouTube counts of that have gone up like never before. I've had a few people send it to me. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. It is vital that you 
you stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. You believe everything you hear on TV? Yeah. Is there anything else on your list? Uh, future plans. Future plans. This is changing plans. Has it changed your plans dramatically? It's, it has changed my plans. Let's say this is all done in a month and a half and everybody can go back to what they're doing. Does your future look different now because this happened or is it going to go back to normal? Well, we'll see. We don't. We aren't the ones that decide whether it goes back to normal. But, I mean, kind of, unless like the school you taught at is out of business now and, and yeah. With a two plus trillion dollar uh relief package for what that's going to do to the economy and the other things that are going to happen. We, we just don't know. Right. But the main thing this is going to do for me is put me online more often. And I figure you have mentioned to me that when you teach in a classroom, uh, there is a ceiling. I mean, figuratively and literally, there's only so many people who can be in that classroom. Yep. Also, when I teach in a classroom, I have taught uh, well over 100 classes, of which the students pay $3,000 now for that semester class. Mm -hmm. And they get it in person, but it, doing it online, it could be a fraction of that. So that's part of my plan. So even when it's done through the same school? No, the... no, 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 not doing okay. it through the same school. Okay. Doing it so, so that it goes directly. This is one of the benefits okay. that you may have is that your teachers and their locations are no longer going to be an issue that makes it so you can't study what you want to study. You can yeah. study with anybody and you can do it for way cheaper than if you had them in a classroom. Okay. So, you're, th you're saying that you will probably be teaching your own classes online going forward and, and less classes in person when this is all done. I... I'm planning that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Nice, and Marshall. Part of it's been because of this podcast and that there are some people who say we would like more, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be in a, not where it's recorded and put out there, but where yeah. it's interacting. Hey, one of the yeah. things I love about online, uh, students have been doing better work in the last two to three weeks. Uh, really? In a number of ways, yeah. I think that they're more focused on it. I think hmm. being forced to stay in and you figure, well, what do I do? I got homework to do. Yeah. Another thing that I mentioned in one of the podcasts that's coming, I, or I think I did, is that online, everybody's got a front row seat. Everybody's work shows up yeah. and we look at it together. That's true. That makes a difference. Another is that when I asked one of my groups, what should we use? Zoom? Go to meeting, and they all yell Discord, Discord. Oh, okay, and they all use Discord. Discord. Yeah. Do you not use Discord? I do. Do they have a a live stream video? Let me let me tell you how we did it <laughs> I with it Discord. Was just just chat. this just this last Friday, in my okay. animal drawing class, we did one of the most enjoyable sessions. We went the whole six hour stretch, and even then overtime, we started out in Zoom where we looked at work and I draw over the top of it and that kind of thing. And then we went to Discord. Discord connects you with ear and voice. I didn't know the platform, but students okay. gave me, those students gave me over a two week period, 
almost four hours of instruction of all the things we could do with Discord and couldn't do with Discord. But the main thing is you connect with ear and, and uh, mouth to everybody so that it's like being in the room with audio, but it doesn't stream video and we don't do demos okay. in it. You can share screen. But oh, really? We, yes, you can share screen. Mm. Uh, and so you could demo from Photoshop or whatever, which yeah. I don't particularly like to do. But in so okay, so how does it work? So if are you all connected? All of your audio streams are connected, and when you're listening to the room, you can hear everybody's audio at the same time. Yeah. Or does everybody send sound bites through like a chat? You can turn your mic off, but okay. that is not how we did it. Oh, you can also go to a breakout room too, a, a, a channel where it's just you and and. One, oh, of, one uh, or five one other, other people. But interesting. They, they suggested, we showed the drawing tools on the whiteboard in Zoom. We open up Zoom. We've got a whiteboard. Uh -huh. And then I can draw on the whiteboard. Oh, Zoom. Now, let's see if you can draw on the whiteboard. They can draw on the whiteboard. We all draw on the whiteboard. And I felt like, okay, good. We've got a whiteboard. And one of the students said, it's like Aggie.io. And I said, what's that? And we went to Aggie.io. And we spent over two hours because you can make a whiteboard of your dimensions. We started with 1920 by 1080. Then we went to uh, 3140 by 2160 or whatever it is. So it's double that high resolution whiteboards. And it's like having a 30 foot whiteboard in the room. And one person's in one corner, one person's in another corner, one person's huh. drawing an alligator here, somebody's drawing a gorilla over there. And the whole thing is starting to fill up with stuff and you can zoom out to see the entire whiteboard so you can see, oh, somebody's over there. Or you can zoom in really tight on an area and it doesn't affect anybody else's view of that. And you can have a conversation. One student said, I've always wondered about how to draw a snake in perspective and make it move around. So we did a little cross section of what they're shaped like. She pointed out they aren't shaped like what most people think. We did a cross section, yeah. turned it into a three quarter view, showed how to make it into a shape. And there were three or four students there, one of whom demoed right next to me. It was just, it was about as good as it could be. And we had yeah. one big whiteboard that was our visual connection, as if we're in the room with it, and another set of uh, controls for our audio connection. Yeah, and, uh, it that was, sounds cool. It was just great. I loved it. Yeah. You know what's great, though, is that all of the features that you're talking about right now, they were all developed before this need for everybody to start doing this. Yeah. Now that this is happening, I'm sure that all these companies who do this are thinking about how do we improve it? Everybody needs it now. And the, in the next year, I think there's going to be so much improvement into this whole thing. Yeah. It's kind of exciting, huh? It's really exciting. In fact, just using that whiteboard on Aggie.io was so mm -hmm. much better than what we had 10 years ago. And it was not so buggy. Uh it was you could choose the resolution. They didn't used to let us choose the resolution. Uh, right now, we are using vector tools on it, and so things will change. But yes, I'm excited about that too. The whiteboard was such a basic one. Why didn't people have a whiteboard that you could go to with your friends and just put anything you want to on it? Now there's more than one place that does it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, huh. I'm all for in the coming years if I get to teach online. I am all for using these things to maximize the process 
for teacher and student and and what we're here for in the first place, which is to get good at your craft and to uh, have a career with it if you can. I'm, I'm actually I'm getting really excited. I guess we're, we're ending this on a good note. Anything, um, anything going to change with your plans for Proco as a result of this? Ah, uh, man, you know, it depends on how long this lasts. Uh, if this ends within six weeks, two months, three months, I don't think much is going to change, no. Mm -hmm. um if this lasts a year <laughs> yeah probably i mean we're we're gonna have to figure out i'm gonna have to probably move my studio back into my house <laughs> yeah because i have to keep producing lessons i can't keep i can't go to my studio yeah but i i feel like the users the viewers might not notice much okay but i will just have to adapt the way i work well, my, my students will notice much because I'm going to just do this from this room more often. The, yes. I'm going to try and break it into three different categories. Drawing classes, that would be everything drawing, anatomy and, and perspective mm -hmm. and form and, and technique and all that. And storytelling yeah. classes, which I love storytelling classes. And I'm doing a couple of storytelling classes. I've been doing them online and they're, they're the biggest problem is that I can't just show a movie, can't stream a movie. We've got to get Netflix together. They've got this new thing called Netflix Party, which I'm not sure whether what that's that going to work. I guess people can watch a movie together and then comment or oh, maybe, that's cool. maybe yeah, even yeah. do a voice connection, which we don't even need that. We've got voice connection yeah. by w other ways. But we, we did watch a movie this weekend by just everybody go watch that movie and then we come back and have a yeah. conversation afterwards. So, it works. Yeah, book clubs I think are hotter now. Mm -hmm. People are doing book clubs. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's even um, virtual reality rooms where you could all sit in uh, the same virtual reality room and watch a movie together. Really? <laughs> I think so. I, I don't know how good it is now, but I remember when I was just getting into virtual reality, that was like a, a thing people were talking about. I don't know how developed that idea got. Oh, yeah. But that's the next but, thing to watch but, for, right? Virtual reality is I going guess. to be have a, a boom. Yeah. Kind of weird though. I think personally, I would rather just watch the the movie in my room, yeah, and then just be in like a chat room on a separate device. That seems a lot, yeah, more enjoyable to me than wearing a yeah a virtual reality headset and seeing a screen within the screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. That seems lame to me. Might, might as well uh, do it alone. Uh, watching a movie is, as Kubrick pointed out, the closest analogy we have of what a movie is, is a dream. Because it mm. defies logic and because it's oh, pictorial yeah, and it's sequential. Uh, and so when you watch a movie with a group, whether you are with them in person or not, it's a shared dream. We all had the same dream. Now we're going to come out of it and talk about it. And we go, might go big, back in after the intermission, go into the dream, come out and talk about it. It's an amazing phenomenon that way. And so this, I'm, I'm working on this, but that's one way to adopt it. I used to do this in, in junior high and high school, call friends on the phone, Twilight Zone's on at 11 p.m. Okay, are you all ready for it? And then we would get off the phone, watch Twilight Zone, call during the commercials, talk about what, what we thought about it. So, mm -hmm. it's, it's just bringing this up with, uh, with new technology and on demand. We don't have to say that at 11 o'clock we have to be there. We can arrange it according to our organic desires to watch it. I love it though. Yeah. Nice.
Well, do you want to finish this, finish up this episode? Well, we've got eight episodes or so coming up that we recorded in the studio. I don't know whether we're ever going to record in the studio again. I don't know if this is going to be something where we do this from our spaces or not. But we're going to talk about your education, and we're going to do it with no knowledge of what was going to happen a couple months after we recorded those. I'm so glad we did the eight episode series on work, <laughs> learning from home, basically, right? Yeah, it was. Recreating art school when you don't have an art school. Yeah. It's so weird how that we did that, isn't it? It was providential. Ah, yes. Well. And all new artwork too. All new artwork on the, on the set. So, yeah, guys, look forward to that. Uh, keep in mind, we recorded that like two months ago, three months ago. So. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> You're lying. What do you mean? I'm just a, a little concerned about what we talked about in those episodes. And I remember that I ranted and got crotchety and uh, railed about some stuff. And now I'm wondering whether I said anything I shouldn't have said. But Probably. That'll, that'll create. That'll create anticipation. Ooh. You got to check this out. Yeah. Marshall's going to rant and, uh -oh. and, and preach. Marshall's going to preach. I'm going, I am. School. I'm going to. I'm going to preach. You can oh, count really? on it within the next three episodes. I was there for it already. Oh, that's right. Recorded it. So, I, I know. But okay. you guys could look forward to that. All right. Well, Marshall, th thank you for calling in. It's always great to see your face. I'm so sorry we couldn't meet up and do this. Yeah, I'm glad we could do it this way. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. You like, yeah, you prefer to not wear pants, huh? You're not wearing pants right now. Whoa. Oh, are you going to show off I, your pants? I'm wearing, I can't, I can't move because when I do, <laughs> it yanks all of the wiring. You're an, you're a droid. Now. I am wearing my jeans. Or what is it called when you're a, Marshall, what is that called when you're part machine, part human? A mech. Cyborg? Cyborg. A no. cyborg. Is it a cyborg? No. A mech. Mech? A cyborg. Ah, a cyborg. People are probably like yelling okay. at the at their people. Screens. People are regularly. People come to us hoping they're going to get something useful, but I think one of the most useful things they get is to feel superior. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, comment down below what the word is that I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Good being with you. All right, Marshall. I look okay. forward to seeing you. Hopefully, after we're done publishing those eight episodes we pre-recorded. Yes. We can record the next several episodes in person okay in good health in good health okay and hopefully yeah hope i already said what i just i was gonna just repeat what i said yeah it's just our awkward ending <laughs> yeah perfect cheers all right guys see you later